0: Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble
1: today's WTAD News Roundtable. (laughs) and welcome to the Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right, gentlemen? Tuesday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, I am regularly calendrically challenged, but it seems like ever since uh, we've been uh, separating uh, social distancing and things haven't been running as, quote-unquote, normal, I've, I've lost my my spot on the calendar even even more so than usual. So please bear with me if it sounds like I'm like, lost in a day probably because i am all right hopefully you're getting through this uh, best you can as well i'm looking at the western illinois uh COVID 19 map and they've made some upgrades to this uh, page which are kind of interesting uh they now instead of just giving you total cases and uh total deaths they up it to show you within the last 24 hours uh, increases, so you can still see the county by county breakdown, but uh, with more data, they are able to give you more information uh, on this site, so uh, I would encourage you, if you want to go check it out again, uh, western Illinois, uh, wyu-gis-center.maps uh, is where you can find it, or you can follow the link that we put up previously uh, at the News Roundtable Facebook page, that link still works, it's just looking a little different uh, today. Uh, than it was previously. Also, Governor Pritzker still pointing towards the federal government and saying, you're not helping to the level that I need help. And uh Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago echoing those sentiments. Meanwhile, Governor Abbott in Texas is saying, hey, maybe we need to not allow people from Chicago to come into the Lone Star <laughs> State. Is Texas going to be the, uh, other than being the first place, is going to be uh, not the last place to say, hey, keep it to yourselves in Chicago. We don't want any of that. And what could that mean for surrounding states? We'll talk about the possibilities. Coming up on the back half of today's show, but first things first, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning,
0: Quade. Good morning, everybody. Real quick, if you can, look up Jack Black on TikTok. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> okay. I've seen
1: it, and if you're looking for something <clears throat> saucy, it is that. Oh, okay. If you're looking for something titillating and saucy, it is not that.
0: It is it is jack black and all is finest is all I can say. Uh, authorities are investigating a couple of fires that broke out early this morning in northeast Missouri in which no one was hurt. First fire was in Hannibal happened around 1 a.m. this morning in the 800 block of Walnut Street. Firefighters say when they got there the house was fully engulfed, they were able to put that fire out in 30 minutes. That house was abandoned, no utilities running to it as well. No one was hurt there. Also no one was hurt after a fire broke out this morning in Canton, Missouri. Authorities were called to a home in the 800 block of North 7th Street there around 2 a.m. A working smoke detector alerted the family inside to get out, and authorities say damage in that fire was limited to a bedroom. Lewis County Sheriff David Parrish is expected to release more information on the blaze later today. The Quincy City Council has approved a new loan program for the city's small businesses in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Council approved an ordinance last night that sets up the small business emergency loan fund. As expected, the council waived a second and third reading and passed the ordinance. After the meeting, Quincy Mayor Kyle Moore thanked the city council and said the loans are a bridge to help small businesses get by. This is to pay for you know what it's going to take to keep those businesses open and to get them ready to be open uh, whenever the restrictions are lifted. And so we're very thankful that you know the, the city council really embraced this you know to help out our small business community in Quincy. The $500,000 fund will be formed using money from the city's Economic Development Loan Fund. Applications should be online this hour at the city's website, and the fund's loan committee will meet starting next Wednesday and will likely start the approval process. Moore says that $10,000 checks could start going out by mid-April. Those 18-month loans for small businesses of 2 to 50 people will have only a 1% interest rate. Mayor Moore also announced that the city is instituting a hiring freeze for non-essential positions and a spending freeze says it just doesn't apply to the police and fire departments. We have, for example, a, a position in the comptroller's office that we're going to be hiring for. We need people to process everything that we have going on in the comptroller's office. So uh, just because we say non-essential doesn't mean it only pertains to police and fire. Uh, but when spending frees, uh, anything over $500 needs to get approved first by the director of administrative services. And uh, for example, this last week we've already turned down one request. Moore says that the freeze is the first step of many the city will have to take in the next few months as the pandemic is expected to impact the city's budget and finances. The Hannibal Board of Public Works says it's delaying its switch away from chloramines just days before a deadline to do so. The board Monday afternoon issued a statement saying it's decided to delay the switch away from using chloramines as a disinfected due to the COVID-19 outbreak. statement says, quote, this was not an easy decision to make and, quote, but was made with the safety and health of customers and staff in mind. Board says once the new system was turned on, there would have to be increased interaction with the public and other staff members, and that would be a violation of Mayor James Hark's stay-at-home order. The statement says that since the city of Hannibal's revised Prop 1 resolution back in September 2017, HBPW staff, engineers, and contractors had been working to meet the April 1st deadline for the switchover to a granulated active charcoal or GAC system statement said the system was ready to be put into operation today. board says it will closely monitor developments of the outbreak and they'll determine a date when that transition can be safely made. Morgan County, Illinois, Coroner Marcy Patterson reports Monday afternoon that the first death in the county related to COVID-19 happened in Jacksonville. That person, an 84-year-old man, tested positive for COVID-19 on March 25th and he died on Monday in Passavant Area Hospital. The uh, no, name is being, pe- is being withheld, pending notification of kin. Monday afternoon, the Adair County Health Department announced the second confirmed case of coronavirus there. The case is not travel-related, and the patient, a 34-year-old woman, is in isolation at home. under uh, medical management by Northeast Family Health as well. Health Department staffers are working with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services to determine any close contacts of that person were possibly exposed. And Hannibal police say that crime there has slightly increased since the start of the pandemic. In a Monday statement, Chief Lyndall Davis says that the HPD has seen a, quote, slight uptick in crime since the start of the pandemic. He says it's too early to tell if this marginal increase in crime will continue or level out once people become accustomed to what he termed, quote, their new reality, end quote. Davis says that for about the last three weeks, several officers have been reassigned to increase the number of officers on patrol, to respond to calls for service or provide extra patrol to the community. Davis says that will continue until COVID-19 recommendations are lifted. That is a look at some of what's going on for you around the area. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the rest of the day right here on WTAD.com and also on our Twitter feed and our Facebook page as well. I can tell you that for about the last two weeks, if you go to WTAD.com and look at the Daily Blotter, you will see... Far less in terms of who is being uh, stopped and, and and brought in and ticketed and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's very less, uh, very limited. So people are at least heeding that advice of not going out and doing either good things or bad things. So good on them. All right. Uh, thank you very much, And, and yes. one more thing real quick. Steve, just to elucidate you on what Je- what uh, Quaid was saying when uh, Jack Black, when he used the word saucy. Yes. You, c- you, c- you could say that. It's basically Jack Black in swim trunks. Luckily, they're baggy. Um, Not very. Not very, but they're not Speedos. Cowboy boots and a hat and sunglasses. And he's doing, well, an interpretive dance that only Jack Black could do. Yes. I was thinking PG-13, maybe?
1: Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Saucy. Saucy means PG-13.
0: But the cool thing about Jack Black is he's got a dad bod like the rest of us. (laughs) Oh, he's
1: proud of it very he's flaunting it oh Uh, yeah it's very much in your face oh yeah and i I, i've eaten a lot of pizzas and i've earned this he hasn't shaved so he's got a uh, very very graying beard uh going on uh, as well with this interpretive dance there is music because it's tiktok but god love him yeah, we were entertained for, what, 45 it's seconds? Is a 30 se- it's a 30-second video, go, go. but God bless him. There you go. 10-16, we'll take a timeout. And uh, when we come back, uh, Governor Pritzker getting out of the regular mold, which all of us are having to do during this. Uh, also, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. And could uh, other states or municipalities say... No thanks, Chicago. Keep your stuff to yourself. We'll talk about that when we come back on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Back to the news roundtable. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1020. Uh, Governor Pritzker still looking eastward towards Washington, D.C. and saying, I'm not satisfied with what you're doing or attempting to do uh, for us. Uh, yesterday he talked about uh, getting the wrong type of masks. Apparently the feds sent us 300,000 masks but they weren't the ones that governor pritzker had asked for which are the n95 uh, masks instead uh, they got the 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 smaller cloth ones that don't fit snugly uh, around your face and uh, the governor said quote while we do not have a final count on this yet i can say with certainty that what what they sent were not the N95 masks that were promised, but instead were surgical masks, which is not what we asked for. Uh, the governors uh, continued, uh, PPE is the first line of defense for our healthcare workers. It's not a luxury that they should have to ration uh, these things. Uh, then he also said uh, the size of the shipment coming from the feds, quote, still pales in comparison to our requests, and appears to be even smaller than our previous two shipments. Uh, He continued, I can't emphasize enough how much we need the federal government to step up and amplify the size of their PPE deliveries to Illinois. And then he tacked on, and frankly, across the nation. Um, The states, as in the governor uh, responsible ...for buying its own PPEs. You remember, we've talked about this before. President Trump has said, look, don't let me be a middleman on this. If you can find a way to make this happen, make it happen for yourself uh, on the open market. Uh, Governor Pritzker says by the end of this week, he said the state will have received... five and n N95 masks and a little over 5.5 million surgical masks from shipments that the state... Has purchased and good at this point in time, I would say you've been more successful uh, along those uh, routes than going through the federal uh, government. This uh, comes back to an area, and, and I'll even take it take it to the president's uh, press conference yesterday, where he had the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, there, who has altered his factory and is making fifty thousand and ninety uh, five masks a day. Uh, There's got to be some entrepreneurs in this state who can do a Mike Lindell, or perhaps Governor Pritzker could reach out to Lindell himself and say, hey, I know that Illinois is not a border state, but you're closer than D.C. Perhaps you could uh, help out to do something like that. I think this is an area where the public-private partnership and Governor Pritzker's uh, relationships with the private sector would come in Very handy. Is there someone, is there some business in the land of Lincoln who could crank out these PPEs for Illinois at a rate that Governor Pritzker believes that uh, we need and or are going to need? Because that seems to be the, 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 the more pressing thing is maybe we're handling it now, but we don't know what we may need moving forward, so we need to have as much as we can have prepared. Uh, you have uh, McCormick Place being utilized as a place where they're going to set up some beds, potentially for COVID-19 cases that aren't worst case, but they'll still be separated uh, from people. Now, it's not being used as of yet. This is in case there is overflow from hospitals in the Chicago land area. And I would uh, encourage Governor Pritzker, hey! Use your private, uh, you know, private uh, 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 business area connections to sort these things out. Make some phone calls. Ask somebody to do you a favor and help out the state and say, looks like we're going to have to handle this on our own, as opposed to looking at D.C. and always saying, you're not doing enough for me to the level that I want, which is actually a good kind of lesson to learn. Don't rely on the federal government for everything, especially when you have a situation where the president is giving you carte blanche, essentially, to handle it on your own. Uh, Grab that overthruster, all right? If you go too far, trust me, some people will make noise. But at this point, grousing about it uh, each and every day doesn't make you sound like a leader at all. Uh, Governor Pritzker said... uh, the White House uh, promised millions of tests as well for weeks now, and they're just not here. I'm not going to wait, uh, Governor Pritzker said, on promises from the federal government that may never be fulfilled. This is a good lesson to learn. He says, we need this testing capacity now, so we're building it ourselves in Illinois. Hear, here. The, the, the lesson is right in front of everybody, uh, right? Right. Uh, He says, every day uh, we aren't hitting 10,000 tests or more is another day that we're not able to get answers to get us past this crisis.
0: Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. If that's the number you think you need, find a way to make it happen from within these borders. Illinois is a big state. There's a lot of people here. There are still a lot of businesses here. Do you have somebody that you can reach out to or a friend of a friend? Who can make a connection to start making these things, Mike Lindell, my pillow guy style? All right? Uh, these things can be achieved. Uh, at this point in time, it makes you wonder if it's easier to just grouse about the federal government than making those difficult decisions and ultimately, and this is where the political part comes into it, dealing with the consequences. Is it more politically safe to go, they didn't do their job, as opposed to saying, If I step up and own this, am I ready to deal with the consequences of maybe things happening that are beyond my control and living with those results? And right now, the answer is, I'd rather point to D.C. I would rather see Governor Pritzker uh, work out those connections and get this stuff handled within state. Each state, and while Illinois has more people than our surrounding neighbors uh, in the Midwest, each state is uh, feeling their way through on this. Now, Chicago is... A hot spot in the Midwest. I, thank you, Detroit. I know that uh, you guys have a lot of people sick there uh, as well. But you have the mayor of Chicago saying, uh, dear Lord, please step up and be a leader in referencing uh, the president. Leader, get out of the way. He's given you the rights to, to lead. Uh, you've won election. Feel free, team up with Governor Pritzker, Mayor Mayor Lightfoot, and uh, reach out to those business leaders in your community. Perhaps they can be there to help you out. Uh, How how weak are you as mayor in lieu of leadership that you're clamoring for, uh, that instead you just moan and groan uh, about it? Now, traveling restrictions-wise, this is interesting because I believe over the weekend, Rhode Island... Threw a flag up saying that they were going to stop people coming from New York, coming into Rhode Island and test them. And Governor Cuomo said, Hey, not cool. Uh, do we really have to go that far? And the governor of Rhode Island stood down. But it's a fair question. And we've kind of danced up towards it before. If Chicago continues to be the flashpoint, the hot spot in the land of Lincoln. Uh, Is there a way that we can socially distance the rest of the state from the Windy City? If you have the governor of Texas flagging Chicago and Detroit as places where, hey, maybe we don't want people from those places bringing potentially and spreading those cases from there. Uh, You have the two cases in in Adams County. Uh, If I remember correctly, wasn't there travel involved from Chicago with both of them, I know that one of them was, were, were, were both of them travelers uh, that had gone through the Chicagoland area?
0: That I am not sure of, to be honest with okay.
1: you. Okay, uh, if that's the case, and you can trace back, and this all comes back to data, uh, if you could trace back uh, those people's uh, in infection points to, to the Windy City, it's a fair question to ask. And if Governor Abbott in Texas makes this stand and doesn't back down the way the the governor of Rhode Island did vis-a-vis New York, how long will it be before the governor of Indiana or the governor of Wisconsin or Iowa or Missouri says, hey, we don't want people from Chicago coming into our state. Uh, uh, Perhaps we can uh, block that off, which would be interesting, especially these Vis-a-vis Indiana and Wisconsin, because people do commute from those areas into the land of Lincoln. We've been talking about it before. A lot of people have moved uh, out of state. They may still have a job in Illinois, but they've moved on the other side of the border. If you put that line up, what does that mean for them? Can they then continue to work from home if that's what they've been doing? And is this the new way forward? Stay tuned. All right? Uh, And again, I would encourage you to check out the... Western Illinois University COVID-19 awareness map because it has been updated with additional data uh, to be uh, highlighted day-to-day number increases. And it's kind of interesting to check out. That is the Tuesday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.